You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. In 2001, Vonage revolutionized home phone service, making it better. After such an achievement, who would have blamed Vonage if they said, Enjoy better, people. We'll be by the pool. But the thing about better is, there's always more better. So today, Vonage is not unleashing its ripped abdominals by the pool, but is back to work transforming communications for business by making it better with award-winning cloud-based solutions. See how your business can get the better it deserves. Call 1-800-5-VONAGE or go to Vonage.com. Vonage, the business of better. Welcome to MILF Talk, Make Your Life Fabulous. I'm Sophie Venable, author, life coach, and mother of two. Whether you're married with children, single, divorced, or all of the above, I am talking to you about life, relationships, sex, and sometimes divorce. And if you like TV shows about crazy relationships, you should watch You're the Worst because the world-famous Todd Anderson's here, and we want to make him happy. Yay! Uh, thank, thank you for being thank here, Todd. I'm just hanging on to him until he gets too famous for me. <laughs> Are you going to... Um, just sit here and talk about divorce with us. Is that yeah, cool? I mean, I'd rather talk about sex. I know, I know. I Can know. we talk I'm about sorry. sex with divorce people? But, maybe, maybe we will get right. to that. Can I get can't that, guarantee it, but if we right. can talk about post-divorce sex, of which I had a lot of good <laughs> post-divorce sex. Right. <laughs> I want to hear those stories. All right, every so. single one. <laughs> okay, well, let's see what my guest is comfortable with. <laughs> My guest today quite literally wrote the book on divorce. She is considered the nation's leading authority on divorce and is revolutionizing the conversation on the subject through media interviews, speeches, her divorce masterclass video series, her role as a contributor to credit.com, and her book, Breaking Free, a step-by-step divorce guide to emotional, physical, and spiritual freedom. Please welcome marital law attorney Rebecca Zong. Yay! Rebecca, are you on the line with us? I'm on the line, and you know, my, my I just have a quick question. I'm yes. just curious to know if post-divorce sex is better than makeup sex. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not one of those that needs to fight to. Uh, to have the makeup sex, you know, that's never been like oh, a yeah. thing for me. You but know? maybe it'd be super hot to get in a fight with a divorced person and then have sex with them. <laughs> well, you know, however you want to get there. Because that's a double whammy. Yeah. Post-divorce sex and makeup sex I at j- once. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Layer it on. <laughs> I just think, you know, post-divorce sex, you're kind of like getting to know yourself and, you know, d- discovering oh, what's out there in the world and Uh-oh. good times. Easy. Right? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> what am I saying? What, what did I go too far? Um, so, so let's see of all the famous people that have post-divorce sex to look forward to now. <laughs> There's, There's a lot. There's quite a few of those going uh, I know. on right ben, now. Ben and Jen. You know, which is Ben and Jen, and, and Gwen we just heard about Gavin, Gavin and, and uh, Gwen yesterday. I know, I know, big things. And and see, Ben and Jen around ten years, Gwen and Gavin thirteen years, and said it was kind of a long time coming. And I'm looking at these couples that so commonly are are splitting up around ten to twelve years, and um, and it, I hate the idea that we we all sort of think that oh they they married the wrong person or something it was some sort of big mistake and i know that one of the things that you're trying to do is to really change the conversation around this and and i'd love to know um more about that and just how you want that conversation to look well the, the, 
and it, when I talk about revolutionizing the conversation about divorce, what I mean specifically is that divorce still carries with it a lot of stigma and the notion that it's a failure. There's still kind of jokes to be made if somebody's been married a couple of times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think there's so much of a stigma, frankly, around it that I believe that it's really starting to impact like the millennials because we're finding now that the 20-somethings, the rate of marriage for them is way down. Mm -hmm. They're just having children without getting um, without getting married anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't want to be a failure. Uh, If they end up breaking up, but they just broke up. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to do is just say, hey, listen, if you're in a, in a relationship that's dysfunctional and disempowering, uh, not serving you, not serving your soul, then it's okay to say that maybe the future that I have with this person has become expired mm-hmm. and it's time to go in a different path. Well, you know, I think that years ago people lived a whole lot shorter over time. If you're dead at the time, you're by the time you're 35 or 40, it's a whole lot easier to say forever. Yep, I always say that. I'm always like, you know, happily ever after was like 12 years, you know, basically. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I really just think that, you know, we've, we've done such a great job of taking away stigma from a lot of other things that used to be a stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, years ago, even 20 years ago, um, if you were uh, gay, for example, and you, you know, came out while you were married and you had children, um, the courts actually kind of looked at the gay party as almost like a child molester or something mm, like yeah. they um, they really had a Horrible. lot of trouble getting custody of their children and now of course that's all changed tremendously just in the last 20 years and so i do think that we can talk about divorce as an in in an empowering context and say hey this is an opportunity to create a new life for both of us to be empowered in a relationship there's certainly no power in being a relation in a relationship where the other person doesn't love you and doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I love what you said about, you know, is this relationship serving your soul? And um, and I think that some people can be married for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years and allow each other to to grow and expand as souls. And that's a really special connection. Uh, but sometimes Absolutely sometimes we just have amazing people. And I didn't I married a good guy. I don't regret my marriage and I don't regret my divorce. You know, you can have somebody great in your life for 10 or 12 years that you get to a certain point with and you can't, for whatever reason in your dynamic, allow each other to expand further in in that relationship. Well, and and the other piece of that, though, too, the other side of that is allow each other to expand and grow in a different direction, if that's what that means, Mm -hmm. and be able to do that in a way that leaves you both feeling whole and, and with dignity and just say, hey, it doesn't mean that you're wrong or I'm wrong. Nobody has to be wrong and nobody has to be right. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. means that you're deciding to go in a different direction. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people I've seen it where people will like maybe a man will change 
careers, right? And and the woman is coming from a position of like, but I married you as this. I expected mm. you to be a doctor, and now you want to. You're telling me you want to go be in a band or play the guitar or whatever, and you're changing the deal. Well, you know, if you go from doctor to band, that's okay. grounds All for right. divorce. It, I think that's well, fair. Okay, but but. <laughs> Maybe maybe the healthy thing to do then is to divorce. Sure, you know, and say or or if you can't be supportive and loving in that situation, and it's not the road you you want to go down. But is it this enormous betrayal? I don't know. I think well, well it doesn't have to be exactly. I mean, I don't think that it is. I think it's like well, you want me to be an authentic person right well i think so with so many of these hollywood couples too mm-hmm. like the big stars and the divorces that you're using as examples i think mm-hmm. so much of i mean my theory is that they don't get to spend enough time together mm-hmm. so they naturally grow apart as their careers grow in different directions and then they never see each other and i think that 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 is often what i think drives the spike in this relationship well, I, I think that that's a really good point and, and to play and, and to, to, to take that even one step further um, most of us in our marriages don't have all kinds of forces and people around us trying to rip us apart that's true um, that's true and, and, it does seem that way sometimes doesn't it they have those additional forces you know women who are throwing themselves at these guys or you know whatever and and if they haven't seen their wife in like, you know, a year because they've been on the set, and, you know, somewhere else or whatever, it makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody's vulnerable in that. I, I in that know situation. as a, as a actor myself, I mean, the women that throw themselves the at groupies, me constantly. It's just constant. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's such a pain. It's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> it's awful. Todd has a spectacularly beautiful wife of 15, 15 years. Yeah. 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 15. Now, so yeah, don't listen to him. <laughs> so, so, um, so. In, in in other um, subjects around this, um, I, my, one of my things with these big divorces is that people always say, oh, they're filing it, you know, nine years and 364 days, you know, and he just wants to get it done now because then if they're married, you know, 10 years in a day, it's forever support and blah, blah, blah. And I think that this is um, a disservice to, to women uh, to think that if you just stay married 11 years, you're going to be fully supported for the rest of your life That's sorry true. i laugh because i've been through a divorce so <laughs> well <laughs> and, I, I mean first of all this and now i know you're in florida you're in yeah you're in florida yeah so you know in florida 17 years or, or longer is considered the long-term marriage so okay. it's different in every state number okay. one and number two in every state when you're looking at any kind of support award there are many different things that you look at Duration of the marriage is just one of the factors. You look at um, the disparity in incomes, the age of the parties, the health of the parties, the lifestyle created during the marriage. Um, you know, the whole idea of alimony came out of a really old fashioned um, idea called coverture, which was um, that the parties had a duty to support each other. And it was mostly to protect the women because, in, you know, 150 years ago, the women were you know, at home having the babies and they didn't have any means of supporting themselves. And so um, nowadays that's changed so much because very often both parties are working or both parties have skills to work. And the, the, the shift and the trend is toward 
uh, shorter alimony duration, less alimony, um, getting people back on their feet, getting people out in the workforce. Well, in this country anyway, not, not so much. I know in Canada, it's not like that. It's, well, it, you know, it, it's different all around the world. Yeah. It's different state to state. But mm-hmm. the trend in this country, at least, is away from as long-term, permanent, periodic alimony for the rest of our lives, you know, until one of you dies or gets remarried. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That, that, that is starting to be um, uh, eradicated in a lot of the different states. Flor- Florida being one of them, we're actually, we have a bill that's uh, been up to actually even passed at one point and then governor scott uh did veto it only because it had a retroactive component which meant it would have opened up every divorce ever Mm. from the beginning of time probably (laughs) and the florida court system has screeched to halt (laughs) no he he vetoed it because of that but i'm sure it'll be back and it's happening all around the country as well well and i think that um it you know for for an able-bodied woman um to to sort of uh, take the stand that she doesn't have to support herself ever. Um, I think that that's enabling, I think you're ultimately sort of taking away your own power. And, oh, totally. um, and it creates, it, it creates um, kind of an apathy towards your own personal growth. And, and you know, the, the other piece of this is that you always want to be able to depend on yourself because your spouse who's paying you alimony could die and they also could not get work and like it or not. I mean, you're, you're either going to throw him in jail or, and have him not be with the kids, but if he ha- doesn't have the money, you can't get money from a stone. Like look at it too is what, what job could you work in for 10 years and then have a pension for the rest of your life? <laughs> yeah. Show me that. The, and, and to be fair, I understand child support. I understand creating some sort of equity within the household so that the children aren't going from, you know, like a mansion to, uh, I don't know what, but I mean, I, I understand child support and I think that's very important. And I think that alimony can, can be, you know, if you've sort of given up your work to take care of the children so he can pursue his career, I get that you get a little time to get on your yeah, feet, sure. you know, you Absolutely. get, get yourself in back into the workforce, you know, um, I couldn't, you know, my, my ex-husband was in the film industry, you know, I could never compete with that wage. I mean, <laughs> Right. It, you know, it, it, it would never even out. And, and yet my, um, and then there was a recession. And so my alimony was almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, child support is just sort of reasonable. So I, because I was told no judge is going to look at you with a master's degree in your education, your experience and say that you can't work. Oh, yeah. And I know certainly you would be able to work. I mean, we can do vocational evaluations and things like that and figure out how much you would actually be able to earn and what your value would be in the workforce and Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. Um, And there's different kinds of alimony. I mean, you can you can have a rehabilitative type of alimony, which would be tied to like an educational plan. Um, You know, bridge the gap is just like for a a couple of years, things like that. that. I mean, there's there's all different types. Um, and different durations and amounts and all that sort of thing. But certainly, if you have um, an advanced education, um, even if it's been a long time since you've worked, 
mm-hmm. um, the, the courts are going to take a look at, okay, how long is it going to take for her to, you know, either get recertified or get caught up or get her, you know, whatever she needs to do mm-hmm. to uh, get back out in the, into the workforce. For right. Sure. Right. Well, okay. So do you have any uh, advice for women in this situation who are dealing with the fact that their husband had an affair? Like, you know, the whole Ben and Jen thing is blowing up that he's. I actually had a question about that. Okay. All right. What's your question? Well, you know, whenever this stuff happens, Mm -hmm. it seems like the public, you know, it like blows up on the social network, like, and everybody immediately, like once that nanny made the, you know, Mm-hmm. assertion that they, she was like everybody immediately jumped on Ben Affleck as this you know evil cheating man yeah and it seems like the public is always looking for that kind of yeah a villain in mm-hmm. the marriage as yeah. opposed to what you're saying this two people actually moving on like in their lives separately right right you know and I know that well- they, they got to have a story, right? It's got to be something. Well, right. yeah, they're you can't always just say to... these people are parting ways. There's got to be some story. Well, yeah, to that, make it juicier. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about because I mean, you guys were just talking about that, and and, and that the you know people are always they need this villain because of what you're saying like the happily ever after thing right how can, right. How can how... they not be living happily ever after if someone's not a bad guy in this? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but it, it's all, I don't know, even know what, you know, if Ben is involved with the nanny or, or whatever, but you hear so many of those instances. I mean, honestly, if I'm a celebrity wife, don't you want your nanny to be like the 65 year old woman that looks like Barbara Bush or something? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good that's I know, a They're good always point. bringing the hotties into the Why household. I'm like, who's the doing the hiring here? Little nannies anyway. Yeah. I did. I had a nanny who said she was uh, not hired because she was too hot. Yeah, definitely. Well, and know. I'm like, hey, man, I get it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the, I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, it's just, you know. Let's say he was. I mean, he says he was wasn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. blah blah blah, whatever. Yeah. But let's say he was. I mean, Nobody's that there. like him having an extramarital affair doesn't necessarily mean that the marriage was blissful and everything was going great. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like you're uh, looking at it as a symptom. As a symptom of something yes. that's not working anyway. Absolutely. Right. As right. opposed to he's a horrible man. Right. And he <laughs> cheated with the nanny, right. even though things were going great. Right. Yeah, even though things are going great and he and his wife are having sex three, three, four times a week. Right. Right. We don't know Well, anything. here's the thing that I yeah. find very interesting, you know, I, and I've been doing this work a long time, is that I'll have a lot of women who will come to me and absolutely, you know, angry and uh, cannot believe that their husbands went out and had an affair. And then they'll proceed to tell me, well, you know, when my son was born, I started sleeping in his room and I haven't slept with my husband in five years or whatever, but he still shouldn't have gone out and cheated on me and blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm not condoning it by any means, but... Totally get what you're saying. (laughs) Perhaps she might have contributed in some way. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I know that, like, I'll get hate mail for saying this, but sometimes I do feel... And, and, you know, there are actually some laws that do call that abandonment and they support, you know... but these are old laws before no fault marriage and blah 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 but but the idea that if you're not having a sexual relationship with your spouse what sexual relationship are they cheating on 
There is no sexual relationship right. over here. You guys that's, are roommates. Right. Exactly what is he cheating point. on? That's and, a good and point. And like I said, I don't condone it. Send the hate mail. I mean, I think that I don't if either. you're unhappy in the marriage, get out of the marriage yes. and yes. move on. Yes. But, you know, in my uh, observations, I will say right or wrong, which, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, the, if, if you're not giving a man sex, he will find it somewhere else. And well, and I think that's true about women, too. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, think it's I know, everybody. I know plenty of women who've been in that situation, too. And I just think that that which makes your relationship different from other relationships is your intimate relationship. And we crave exactly. intimacy and we don't get married to be celibate. And, I agree with you. you know, so I, I think that um, I guess I, and that really was my question to you is you know, when you get women coming in from a legal perspective and they're so angry about the affair, um, do you have advice for women in this situation that can kind of help them um, maybe compartmentalize that a little bit and really get realistic about just taking care of their true, what they're truly uh, deserving legally, you know? Absolutely. Well, there's, there's different components to it. There's the legal, the physical, the emotional, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, from, from a physical standpoint, I definitely always tell them to get uh, checked for STDs. Mm. Um, I have done a lot of litigation um, for women or men who've been inflicted by uh, their spouses, um, you know, who went out and, and cheated on them and didn't tell them and then brought something home. Uh, you can actually sue uh, in tort for that as, as a battery wow. uh, and get damages for that. So that that's one thing for sure. Um, as far as the legal part of it is concerned, you know, as you mentioned, most states are no fault states. However, if money was spent on the paramour in some way, you mm-hmm. know, some some people actually go out and buy them lots of jewelry, big vacations, homes, things like that. If a lot of money was spent on, on the third party without the knowledge of the other person, then um, that's potential marital waste mm-hmm. that can be recouped uh, as part of the uh, property division. Um, so that's another piece of it. And as far as the emotional piece of it is concerned, um, it just goes back to what we said in the beginning. And obviously, this is not a healthy relationship. This is not a relationship that is empowering the parties, that is feeding their soul. So, you know, definitely time to move on and um, do so in a way that protects yourself, that, get, you know, you get what you're entitled to under the law and you move forward. Yeah, reclaim your life. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, Clinging on to a person that doesn't want you is no, uh, there's definitely there's no, no dignity, dignity in that. that. Exactly. <laughs> there's just no dignity in that. So uh, what do you see marriage and divorce looking like in the next 10, 20 years from now? Well, I, I hope that I see it in a way that um, that people enter into a marriage that they keep their agreements and they keep their word. I think a lot of times the divorce is really almost imminent based on the way you went into the marriage. You can almost predict whether or not somebody's going to stay in a marriage based on how they went into the marriage. In other words, are they keeping their agreements? What are they 
what are they thinking they're getting when they're getting it getting into this marriage mm -hmm. you know some people marry people because of their money because of their position because they're lonely you know for all the wrong reasons and uh, those marriages aren't 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 you know destined to probably live for live forever Right. There's a you're at a disadvantage for growth when you're entering it that from that position, because I think you have to you have to love that person. You have to say to yourself, well, if he lost his position, if he lost all of his money, is this the person I want to be on the in the trenches with? Is this the person I want to stand by? And, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, that. and I can even say for myself, the first time I got married, I was divorced once before myself. And um, the first time I got married, I was 19. And I remember mm. when the priest said, uh, what God has joined, let no man divide. I remember standing up there going, well, but if I want to be out of it, I'll be out of it. <laughs> Probably not a good way to start it. No. You know what? I would say that's pretty wise for a 19-year-old. <laughs> do you think, I mean, and do you think ultimately the divorce rate being so high is because so many people get married for those wrong reasons? Oh, I definitely do. And, and then, you know, they wonder why it's not working out. And you think, well, you know... But I, you went into it for the wrong reasons to, to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, and then somehow, the other thing the, is, somehow like, the magic of the marriage is supposed can't to make stand it work. their wives because they're crazy. The joke in the divorce industry, we always say the husbands are always controlling and the women are always crazy because that's what the one says about the other. Right, all the right. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, you know, they love it when the women are crazy. And then they actually marry them, and then they end up being punished because that's what exactly they, what they can't stand. Yeah, right. you know? yeah. Like so, this is, and, and this vice your... versa. You know, women love these men who are in control and powerful and whatever, and then they marry them, and they go, "Oh, but he's really controlling." Right. <laughs> and you thought that was going to change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, things uh, things don't change just because you sign a piece of paper. In fact, usually they get worse. And then yeah. you've got a whole set of in-laws to deal with, too. <laughs> oh, golly, yeah. So, well, thank you so much, uh, Rebecca. This has been um, great. And I would love, tell us where we can find your video series and, and your books, because the video series sounds really cool. The video series is on YouTube and also on my website, which is RebeccaZong.com. And my book is on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Um, or, or if you go to my website, RebeccaZong.com, you can actually just click through and, and, and purchase it there. And that book is called Breaking Free, A Step-by-Step -step Divorce Guide to Emotional, Physical, and Spiritual Freedom. Yes, right? Exactly. All right. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And Todd, hey. we're going to find you on television. Yeah, in September, FXX, you're the worst. And you can also uh, watch my web series, The Film Pigs, on geeknation.com. Catch it. It's fun. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. You can find me on Facebook at Sophie Venable. And if you are listening on iTunes or SoundCloud right now, please click subscribe. You can find my book, MILF 101, Make Your Life Fabulous, on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And uh, let's see, I'm Instagramming on Make Your Life Fabulous once in a while. <laughs> Rock and roll. Thank you to everybody here at Sideshow Network. Thank you both for being on the show today. And thank you all for thank listening. Um, this is Sophie Venable reminding you that you don't have to make your life perfect. Just make it fabulous. 